The wise speak because they have something to say. Fools, because they have to say something. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving me a shot. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now for this limited time offer for my listeners at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. You can subscribe to the podcast at all of the major social networks, including Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. Don't forget to like and share as well. That helps feed the algorithms. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Be sure to leave a review if you get a chance. The wise speak because they have something to say. Fools because they have to say something. During the live stream, feel free to leave comments on Facebook or YouTube. It's monitored during the the show. We'll talk about that at the end of the episode, anything you may post. And all of the quotes are actually selected by the community based on the feedback I get on the Facebook page. So that's what determines the topic of discussion. This one I, I, I definitely enjoy. Uh, and I do like most of the quotes you, you all pick. And this one I like because of the emphasis on <laughs> how it's absolutely impro- appropriate for us to just keep our mouths shut sometimes. And so I'm going to kind of unpack that a little bit because it, it can be really difficult to know when to keep our mouth shut and when we need to say something. And this is, I believe, a, I believe this is a balance in which we can only really accomplish through experience. Because that's always the question, right? It's, it's like, well, how do I know when to say something and when not to? And I think that's what the quote is kind of getting at is, is knowing when to speak and when not to speak is what separates wise people from foolish people. That doesn't imply that we are never going to be foolish or sometimes we're going to reach a point in which we always know what to say. I don't, I don't think realistically anybody can get to that point. You would have to have infinite knowledge about every possible circumstance and every possible thing. So everything we do say has a risk to it. You know, it has a risk of, first of us, us being wrong. You know, we're finite humans with only so much information and knowledge. So there's that risk. And the second risk we have is we're saying something out of emotion. And so it can boomerang on us. You know, if, if not just because we're wrong, but it can boomerang on us because we don't communicate effectively. Which, let's face it, that's a skill. You know, if you've never been on the receiving end of somebody getting angry over something you said that surprised you, because like if you're like, why, why, why did that upset them? <laughs> if you've never been on the receiving end of that, well, you just haven't been around long enough, or you never speak. Pretty much every time we say something, it has a risk to it. We do risk hurting others by how we speak and words are dangerous or can be dangerous but they aren't the most dangerous thing and 
and communication and effective communication are an effective part of being a human being and having healthy relationships and healthy, healthy friendships or just interacting with other people we've never met or don't know. I think the generation before us understood this interaction with strangers better than we do now. And, and I don't know if it's just a general callousness of social media or if it's just we don't communicate effectively anymore, but the idea of manners and basic decency that we extend, especially complete strangers we've never met, I think was formed because we understood at one point that we don't know people or their situations really well. And so it was it was appropriate to have at least some level of tact, which is some level of self-awareness and how we speak, so that we don't impolitely or rudely offend people. You know, because we at least care enough about other people we've never met that we don't want to hurt them unintentionally. So we at least are tactful in the way we speak. We don't lie. Because that's honestly going to be the one of the cornerstones of this talk today is the importance of always telling the truth. And and that's a lot easier said than done. But always telling the truth doesn't mean always being blunt and rude. You know, there, there are tactful ways of communicating honestly. But this whole idea of manners, I think, sprung from the idea that there were ways to learn how to communicate honestly without being a jerk about it. And this is something we can learn to do. And, and really, it's something we have to learn to do because we, we don't just suddenly wake up one morning and we're able to be honest with people in a way that's effective and respectful and maintains human dignity. That's not something we just wake up one morning and we can do. I certainly don't do it perfectly. Sometimes I don't do it well at all. But this is obviously something that's worth pursuing because it, it does prevent us from prematurely burning bridges with people. Which is not good, right? We don't want to burn bridges with people before we even start to build one. And we can rationalize that and say, well, if they're not going to agree with the truth, then I don't want to be friends with them anyway. It's like, well, then you're not going to be friends with anybody ever. I mean, most of us don't like the truth. Most of us don't like to hear it. So if you're like a truth grenade everywhere you go, yeah, you may be right, but you're also going to be alone. And what good are you in knowing the truth and being aware of the truth if there's nobody there who even wants to hear you say it? <laughs> I mean... There's, there is an amount. We have to admit that there is a balance to communicating truth effectively. Because if we do care about people, we do want them to come around to the idea of the truth at some point. But we also don't want to sugarcoat it too much. So that that's, I think, where the the, the balance begins to get complicated. And it's also where communication becomes extremely important. One of my favorite quotes, and I don't even know where I heard it from, was, a wise man once said nothing, 
And in most cases, in most scenarios, and I don't know if you're, you can relate to this or if, if it's a similar experience for you, but in most situations, I've learned at, at 37 years old, especially when I started communicating the truth and more honestly, which wasn't really till my early 30s, is when I started getting honest, I would say. So it's probably the last five years. Is uh, there? It's far more appropriate most of the time for us to keep our mouths shut. In most cases, we need to be better listeners than better communicators. But that also should be balanced with the idea that if we do have something to say that should be said, silence is a lie. So we do need to reconcile the reality that, yes, in most cases, keeping our mouth shut is appropriate, especially since we do need to respect where other people are at on their journey. And remember that it wasn't that long ago in most cases that we had no idea on whatever subjects being discussed. We had no idea what we were talking about. It's funny how we as human beings, once we kind of discover. Once we kind of discover a truth or a reality, we quickly forget how long we lived in ignorance, <laughs> like how long we went on with our lives, believing the lie. And then we just assume that other people are going to snap into line if we're honest with them and we tell them the truth of what we learned. And that's just not usually how it works. What's funny is when we were living in the lie or living in the darkness, in most cases, when people told us the truth, we would just disregard or ignore them. We wouldn't instantly go, oh, yes, that's correct. We should just, I'm, I'm in line now. Because people need to reconcile you know, we need to reconcile what's being said. We need to process and absorb it, you know, so that we can bring it into our thoughts in a way that's consistent in our own minds. And depending on the severity of the truth that we're being told, this can take an immense amount of time. It depends on how committed we are to the lie. Like if somebody tells us what really happened in a situation but we've been so emotionally invested in the lie. Snapping into line just because we've heard the truth once is, is unrealistic. I mean, it's optimistic at best. But we, we do need to make sure that we are being honest. You know, this brings up one of my favorite quotes. Brings up one of my favorite quotes from uh, Jordan Peterson, which is. Not telling the truth. Is the same as not existing. And I and I really want you to process that for a moment, because I move before I move into it. We've reached that point in the show where wisdom worth knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out. Because you listen to this show, for a limited time, my listeners can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. 
That's right, for 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, not a problem at all, you can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life. They may change yours, too. Pause this podcast and head over to Audible, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org, and sign up for this exclusive offer for my listeners right now. Not telling the truth is the same as not existing. When I heard that for the first time, and that's part of that book, uh, 12 Rules for Life, by the way, that's one of the free audio books you can grab um, with your free credit if you choose Audible Premium. Not telling the truth is the same as not existing. Now, when I really heard that, I, I did not fully comprehend how profound that was until he kind of allu- he kind of elaborated on it a little bit. And there's something extremely unique about you and every other human being, and that is our experience. So when we are in a situation in which we have something to say or share that is unique to our existence, not saying or sharing that is the same as not existing because only we have that specific unique thing to share only we do we are the only ones on the planet especially if it's something that's true to our experience if we are suppressing our honesty and our truth in whatever that moment is in that conversation it is the same as suppressing our existence now could we be wrong absolutely we probably are but that doesn't justify dishonesty An amazing thing will start to occur once you start to be honest about yourself and your experience. Yes, you will get negative feedback. Yes, you will get pushback. Yes, people will get angry or upset because you are sharing something that may not be in line with their experience. But you will begin to receive honest feedback about your experience. Yes, you might say something. You probably will say something that's not true. But people will react to it. And you never know what you say may be of value to them. But when they react to it, you'll get feedback on your truth and your experience. And then that feedback should help evolve or grow your experience, right? It'll either confirm or negate what you believe up to that point. And this is why it's so incredibly important to be honest as as often as possible. Because that's the only way you're going to start getting real feedback about what you honestly believe and who you honestly are. And I think culturally, this is one of the biggest problems we struggle with is we're so frustrated with so many people who are living in a lie. But that's because we're all so disturbingly dishonest with each other. We're not being honest with each other about our experience in our lives and people who are expressing their experience aren't being confronted or just, or, or it's not being addressed. It's being ignored. Too many people are staying silent. Too many wise people, especially. And so we do have some responsibility to each other and to ourselves to be honest, 
even if we're wrong. Because that honestly allows us to kind of refine and sharpen each other through discussion and dialogue. And yes, we are going to be wrong. That's part of the process. And guess what else happens is we start to realize and we start to gain the experience that makes this quote absolutely correct. We learn to start, we begin to become wise. We begin to understand when it's appropriate to speak and when it's appropriate to keep our mouths shut. When we should share our experience, how we should better communicate our experience. We learn better ways of doing that. We learn when other people are just expressing themselves or venting and when we should just listen. I mean, we learn so much just by beginning to be honest. That's really where wisdom begins. You know, is, is unless we have experience in telling the truth, we'll never figure out how to appropriately tell the truth. Unless we become fools first and communicate ineffectively but are willing to learn we'll never learn how to communicate effectively we all start as fools so we all start at that point where we feel like we have to say something until we realize that hey you know what maybe i don't have to say this maybe this isn't the appropriate time maybe it's not the appropriate place maybe it's not the appropriate context maybe it's not the person i should Maybe we don't have a deep enough relationship for me to say something like this yet because I do value that person. And so we, we learn all of these things as long as we're paying attention. We don't want to callously throw around truth bombs in every relationship and conversation we have because it alienates people. And it also isn't an effective form of communication because it doesn't come from a place of humility, right? It doesn't come from a place of First of all, we could be wrong, and it doesn't. Also, it also doesn't come from a place that values the friendship or relationship. And it doesn't come from a place in which we ourselves may learn something. Those are all traps we need to avoid when we are learning to be honest. But we do need to figure this out. Because if we don't learn to be honest, then we're going to go on with our lives being liars. Huge chunk of my life was spent being a liar. And I didn't even realize I was doing it. I was too scared or too nervous to be honest with people. And so I, there was many areas of my life I wasn't growing in because I was simply neglecting to be honest with people. And I get it. It's scary. It's risky. It puts relationships in tension. It puts tension on relationships and friendships. But it also open, opens the opportunity for a deeper level of intimacy with those friendships and relationships. Because they begin to know who you really are. Not this fake version of yourself that you've put forward so that they approve of everything that you say because you need their validation or whatever the reasons may be. I get it. Seriously, I've been, <laughs> I was there most of, my, most of my life. Will it sever some relationships, you beginning to be honest? Sure, that's a risk. But the question is, is do you want to maintain a relationship in which they aren't actually in a relationship with you? Because if you're lying in that friendship or relationship all the time, they're not in a friendship or relationship with you because you're lying all the time. <laughs> I mean, think about it. 
This stuff is extremely confusing. It's complicated. Relationships are complicated. People are complicated. We're fallible. We don't know everything. But this is all the essential component in growth, right? If we're going to be mature adults, we need to accept the reality that we are imperfect people who will not communicate perfectly all the time. And the people we're talking with are the same types of people. So we need to extend them that grace too. We don't want to hold them in contempt for one thing they said one time. For all you know, they just didn't have lunch that day. You know, small things make a difference. Whether people are tired or angry or hungry or lonely. Like we say the most ridiculous things under these circumstances. Myself included. So we do need to extend grace to each other as we navigate this and know that our relationships and our conversations are just as imperfect as we are. And we are very, very, very imperfect. So yeah, if we want to learn this skill of communication and we want to learn how to be wise, then we have to first be fools and we have to be willing to take risks but we have to do it from a, from, a, from a point of humility in which we are willing to learn from not communicating effectively. We have to do it from a point of being aware that we may completely be wrong. But we can't stay silent if we have something to say. That's true in our lives. That it is the same as not existing. And the more you think about that, the next time you're in a conversation and you catch yourself lying to somebody... It freaked me out the first time I, I fully grasped this. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm lying to this person. I'm not telling them the truth. And I had to actually step away after that conversation was done. I had to really think about that. It's like, how could I have, what could I have said differently that would have been more honest? You know what I mean? And then I, then I did ask myself questions like, would that have been appropriate? Would it not have been appropriate? Well, the only way is to just be honest and find out. And, and and it's amazing. Like when you catch yourself doing this, you're like, wow, I'm really, when you start to become aware of it, you're like, wow, I'm a, I'm, I'm a lot more dishonest than I thought I was. But I can tell you right now that ever since I started doing this, yes, there's been friction. Yes, there's been pushback. Yes, I've had some hard conversations with people, but it's really deepened the relationships I have because I don't feel like I'm lying to the people around me anymore. And in a lot of ways, even though we've had conflict there, I feel that it makes them more comfortable with being themselves as well. You know? And yeah, we, we butt heads more often, but it becomes that, you know, as iron sharpens iron thing, you know, where you bite at each other for just a little bit and then you kind of meet back in the middle or you just agree to disagree. It becomes a healthier, like, communication. I'm going to move in here to discussion time. And if you're going to stick around for that, that's awesome. If not, remember this show is brought to you by Audible. Where listening is the new reading. You can get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now for a limited time offer for my listeners at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org. Don't forget to feed the algorithms and like, share, or subscribe to whatever network you're currently listening on. That would be Facebook, YouTube, or Rumble. 
You can also subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Do not forget to leave a review, hopefully a five-star one, because that will also help the show grow. You can leave... uh, you can also visit wisdomworthknowing.org, the actual website. You can connect to the show there. You can listen to the show there. You can also leave donations if you found the show beneficial because that will help the show grow as well. So before we close out, let's move into the discussion time. Bradley says, welcome back again, Bradley. I'm a longtime listener. It's good to have you with me again. I think I've been a, a bit of a fool myself. That ain't no kidding. You're not alone. Um, I know I've listened to too many of the wrong people and now have a hard time differentiating between the two. It's um, difficult. What's funny about foolish people, not you, just, just, and it's kind of true to this quote, is that they don't seem to think before they talk And so they're far more likely to be honest. And so like we have this really weird relationship dynamic, I think culturally right now, where all the fools are shouting from the rooftops because the internet allows for that behavior. In fact, it almost encourages it because it elevates them in social media above the fold. And most of us who who are truthful and honest realize the complexity of most of these situations. And so most of us do keep our mouths shut too much, you know, and and that's because we don't want to get in the mud and get dirty with fools. And there is wisdom in that. Like you don't want to get in the in the mud and fight with people unnecessarily. But it does create this unhealthy dynamic of the people who seem to be the authorities on all these subjects that are being talked about in our culture only seem to be the authorities because they're the loudest voice in the room. And then all the normal people who kind of understand the complexity of a lot of these situations are like sitting back and just shaking their heads. Like, like there's such a chasm between those extremes right now that it makes it very difficult to be honest. Especially when everything is on a public forum. It's not like you're having a private conversation with somebody. The internet is a completely different place for conversation. You know, it's, it's not the same. You know, it's not the same as if you inter- ran into somebody on the street. And and I'm actually glad this subject came up because the way we approach conversations on the Internet should be different than the way we approach conversations face to face. You don't see people's facial reactions. You don't see if you make them angry. You don't see their visceral response. You see emojis, which aren't, aren't even close. There's this level of, of abstraction between you and the person you're talking to this disconnect that causes conversations to derail very rapidly. And so effective communication on the internet is difficult, if not impossible, especially on complex issues. And I think culturally we're getting better at this, but we're going through some severe growing pains right now as we as a culture figure out how to navigate how we communicate with one another through technology. And like you said, it, it, it can be very difficult to know the right people to listen to and differentiating between the right people to listen to and the wrong people to listen to. It, it's just it's a constant battle. But that's normal. Trisha says, 
Welcome back, Tricia. Good to have you with the show again. Not telling the truth is the same as not existing. Agreed, especially because with PTSD and borderline, personality professionals call symptoms recorded playback. And that's kind of what I talked about earlier is when we get very entrenched in the lie and, and we're all subject to this. So the deeper we are entrenched in the lie, the deeper we've dug it into that hole. And, and as we reinforce our own lies, we dig that hole deeper. It, it becomes more and more difficult to get ourselves out of that hole. So it's, it is incredibly difficult if we've become entrenched in a lie to kind of begin to work ourselves out of it. All we can really do is, is try to be a little bit better in accepting the truth of that situation every day as we take these small steps to fill in the hole. And that hopefully, actually I had my pastor tell me one time that we have, he believes that we have generational holes. In other words, we have holes that were dug by our parents before us, you know, and, and, and we started out in the hole. And so it could take one or two generations of our kids to get ourselves out of that hole because the lies are so deeply entrenched in our family line that just beginning to dig ourselves out of that, you know, in our lifetime, we may only make half the progress, but the hope is that for our kids, we can raise them up out of that depth more than we were in it. And sometimes that's the best we can do. I mean, this is how deeply, deeply committed we can get to a lie. And if you don't think this is true, like you said, just look at people's lives that have completely fallen apart in a lot of ways. Like addiction is a lie, for example, and I'm not judging them at, by any stretch of the imagination. It's an understandable lie, by the way. But this is one of those things where we, we buy the lie that a chemical is going to make our lives better, right? And so... The deeper we accept that reality, which is not true, I mean, I shouldn't say a chemical because medicine can make our lives better, but it's prescribed. But more of a more and more of a drug will make our lives easier and better is a lie that, as you can see, there's a physical manifestation of what happens to people's lives when they fully commit wholly to the lie. And the deeper we fall into those traps the harder it is to get out of them they're like snares right we get caught in a web it doesn't mean it's impossible to get out it just becomes more difficult so i it's just the only way we can start to, to kind of wrestle out of that is to start being honest with where we are and with ourselves and with others and try to do that one day at a time because then then maybe just maybe we break one snare at a time and hopefully over time, we will be free from the lie. It takes a tremendous amount of grace. It takes a tremendous amount of self-forgiveness. This is why I believe Christianity is of immense value, especially if we've done horrible things. Because it at least we know the God of the universe has forgiven us unconditionally. So we can use that as a starting point. You know, if we know that we've been forgiven, it's a lot easier to forgive ourselves. And, and it's true. We don't deserve it. You know, liars, cheaters, killers, murderers, they, they don't deserve. We don't deserve forgiveness. None of us do. But that's supposed to be like the point, right? That's why it's called the gift, right? <laughs> but I do think that this, this forgiveness part is an essential component to start digging ourselves out of the hole. 
Because otherwise, we're just going to just beat ourselves back down into it, you know. Because we just assume that we're going to wake up one morning and just be free from the lie. And I, in my experience, that's just not the case. Lies can take years to unravel. And there's some in my life that have been entrenched for since I was 16, and I'm 32 now. No, I'm 37. Holy cow. So that puts me at 16, 21 years. I can think of just two, three lies off the top of my head that I tell myself regularly. Well, thank you so much for sharing this morning. Oh, and good, good morning to Seguya from uh, Uganda. Thank you so much for joining and sharing this morning. I appreciate you guys swinging by and stopping by. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share at whatever network you are on. Again, that definitely helps the show grow. And also, if uh, you would like to subscribe to Audible, that special deal for my listeners is at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. And until tomorrow, the wise speak because they have something to say. Fools because they have to say something. So let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can today because, as always, that's all we can do. Thanks for stopping by. I will see you all tomorrow.